Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, King County, Washington's new CIO is bringing red carpet status to county government IT. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. The White House is requesting state and local law enforcement agencies submit information on their current data practices for a report aimed at increasing trust in policing and the criminal justice system. The request stems from an executive order that President Biden signed last year on accountability and law enforcement. The deadline for those reports is March 30th. States that receive funding from the Department of Homeland Security's grant programs will be required to spend at least 3% of their award funds on election security, according to new documents. Grant awardees can spend the allocated amount on cybersecurity, physical protection for voting equipment and polling locations, and prevention of harassment and threats against election workers. Florida is launching a $30 million program to distribute cybersecurity improvement grants to local governments across the state. The program will be administered through the state IT office, the Florida Digital Service, and comes as money starts to flow for the Department of Homeland Security state and local cyber grant program. Florida and South Dakota were the only two states to opt out of that program. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. King County, Washington has a new CIO. Megan Clark takes over as the IT leader of the state's largest county. Clark takes the job after previous experience as the CIO of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, known as the organization behind the Oscars, and CIO of the Recording Academy, which is behind the Grammys. She tells States Goose Benjamin Freed about her experience and where things are headed in King County. Well, I mean, I've only, I've been here five weeks. So I can't really say I have a specific vision. Um, I mean, I will say I'm, I'm, I simply believe I plea, I believe that IT and I believe the person in the CIO role, um, we are here to be of service mm-hmm. to the organizations, um, the folks who work for the organizations, also the people we ultimately serve, mm-hmm. the public. So, and I will say, being of service doesn't mean we say yes to everything because mm-hmm. everyone thinks suddenly that we're like, yeah, we'll take it all in. But I mean, my vision is that we are seen internally as a trusted partner you know, to everyone who works at the county. Yeah, there'll always be the folks who, you know, don't like us, but um, that we are a trusted partner and we are delivering the tools that they need to do their work effectively and efficiently um, and doing it, you know, with uh, financial, being fiduciaries and being responsible. Um, and the goal would be that the tools that we are producing for them and the systems that they feel are working very well for them, that they're enhancing their work yeah. instead of doing inhibiting it. And then ultimately that from like the constituency public perspective, because um, most of the time, you know, IT is under the radar. People don't, yeah. you know, it's not like if you don't hear anything, it's good. Um, but ultimately that we are, you know, we're considered part of um, the fabric that's changing the experience mm-hmm. of constituents with tech. Yeah. Sorry, my dog literally just walked in the room. Hey. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, changing their experience with technology and really leveraging tech, especially in the digital equity area, because technology has a really amazing ability to lessen some gaps. And I would really like to see us potentially be be a part of that conversation and then what ultimately happens. So, are there any there. are there any specific uh, you see uh, for opportunities in the digital equity uh, conversation? Well, I, absolutely. I mean, there's always there's always opportunity to get that broadband further to where it needs to go, 
to also, you know, create programs or services that provide individuals who don't have, uh, you know, readily access to technology, because that's, I mean, I, I came from Los Angeles and, you know, similar situation there. There's a large demographic that don't have computers at home. Yeah. It may not have a phone. Um, and so, especially from an educational standpoint, um, I would love for us to be part of programs that allow, allow reduce the percentage of individuals who don't have technology and access to internet, you know, freely from home. Because mm -hmm. um, I know the, the counties, well, as the city I worked with before, made a lot of efforts to make public Wi-Fi available. Yeah. But it, it's nice if you can, you know, have your, your kids sitting at the kitchen table doing the homework in front of a computer as opposed to having to send them to the library. Yeah. We, yeah, we hear a lot of, um, yeah, we do hear still a lot of stories about having to go to the library or sit in the McDonald's parking lot. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You mentioned, you know, broad, you mentioned broadband and digital equity. Uh, this is, I think, probably something on the minds of, of every CIO uh, uh, and a lot of others in the country. Uh, a lot of broadband money is presumably on its way. Have you started to think about when the, uh, when, when the big broadband grant money starts flowing, how uh, it may... Uh, apply in King County? Well, it's funny that you asked because we actually are right now working. Uh, this, the, the state is, is making a, an application yeah. for some of that federal money. We, you know, as the county, we are putting, have, are developing input to that plan. Mm -hmm. We literally just started. Yeah. So just sat down with our um, equity and social justice, you know, folks, because there's an infrastructure component, there's a digital equity component. So I, I couldn't tell you specific plans yet, but we'll have them yeah. <laughs> because I would love to get my hands on some of that money and, and do, do some real good with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's get, I, I want to talk about some of the, your other, the, the experience that you're, you're bringing to the role. You mentioned, uh, uh, you know, the city, you, you were the assistant, assistant CIO in Burbank and, uh, and you were also the CIO for both the USC and Stanford business, business schools. You know, your, your time in, in city government or uh, with uh, either USC or, or Stanford, uh, what are some of the experiences there that uh, you think will, will uh, translate uh, uh, best in, uh, in county government? I'll first start by, by sharing that to me, the job and what makes us most effective are the same principles, the same, the, the same foundation, no matter what industry we are in. The ability to adapt quickly and understand the nuances of the industry, but primarily what I'd say what came into public sector from higher ed was um, the real a real desire to serve. And the reason I'm here is because I can serve on a greater scale. Yeah. But, um, you know, I won't lie. Some of what I bring in, the ability to manage the political scene, but the environment that you're on, a multitude of personalities that come when you serve everyone. Yeah. Because um, higher ed, much of the public sector, um, you know, a lot of really strong personalities and lots of different priorities that you're trying to maneuver. Mm -hmm. And the ability to maneuver that and do it in a way where people feel like they're being heard, um, they're being taken care of. And if there's a disagreement that they're respected in that conversation. Um, I mean, higher ed was a great, I mean, my entire career has been a really great learning ground for that. But I, I feel like what, what makes me strong at what I do fundamentally has been with me throughout my career, but higher ed really cemented that sense of just being ready for anything Yeah. because you serve so many different groups. Yeah. Um, and you actually, one of the first things you said when, when we started talking, when we started talking is a big part of the job is, uh, 
making sure that that people are are you know are, are mindful of, of the of the role of IT and that um, you know you're manage egos. You have to probably be uh, uh, especially in in a county of the, uh, uh, like uh, of the size of King County. You have to. There's probably a lot uh, a lot of uh, you know political navigation that you need to. Fascinating ones, but but yeah. almost not to not to be specific, yeah. you know, because I always like to you know respect those with my work. But this this is either here or hire it. Um, it's a very common situation where with what I do that I'll bring something forth that is a change, yeah. is a change in something. And what I will say is my, I have a very common set of experiences around this of how are we going to protect your data? Because mm-hmm. that's a, that's a big one. And um, I mean it's been on my radar for years. Oftentimes, what I've experienced is. To protect your data, there's some things I need to do or I need you to shift. Um, this was something that really happened to me with higher ed because when I was on the scene there, everyone, there were sort of victims. We each yeah. own our data. When you bring data together, you have such power of really being able to use your analytics mm-hmm. to not only understand things but predict. Um, there's so much power in data. I always say that data, money isn't power, data is power. But um, in going to someone and saying, I, you need to relate to your data a little differently because we need to share it. And the, the pushback and the, it's mine, it is mine, it is mine. So a lot of my experience has been really working with individuals to understand, yes, you may have the ownership of it, but in sharing it, it can serve so many more. And I promise you, it you'll, you'll still own it. You'll still have access. You'll still have what you need. It's just through a different mechanism that allows us to do more with it. Like maneuvering through those conversations when folks have a real personal hold of what you're trying to change is very challenging because I'm sure, as you know, people don't like change and they like they like to grab hold and hold on to what they got. And for me, sometimes I've even said, I understand you don't like this idea, but try it. Keep what you have. Just do me a favor. Just try this. Mm -hmm. And if it does not work, I'll give you back. You can do what you want. And I've always had success with that. If they're like, oh, this does work. Okay. Megan knew what she was talking yeah. about. Yeah. We and go I, from there. And and of course, in a in a big county government, there's there's going to be no shortage of uh, of data to 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 manage and protect and uh, you know probably make sure make sure it's all everybody's playing nice with each other's data. I got to tell you, there are the the are stories in that data. There yeah. are answers to questions we haven't even asked. Yeah. And that is why, to me, I mean, twenty years ago, I was talking about bringing all data together, mm-hmm. um, and people thought I was nuts. And what we've seen, especially in the past 10 years, you know, data warehouses, all, all big data, all of that, that will answer so many questions mm-hmm. that we have. And especially when it comes to equity and social justice and really, really looking at where could there be even more of an opportunity to close the gap mm-hmm. of those who aren't being served as well as they need to be served. Because there are answers. Like I said, the thing is you when you bring data together, and I think there's a real incentive in King County. I've talked to a lot of folks who are really excited about the prospect of the things that we can do mm-hmm. and that's i i'm a i just i'm a self-described data junkie mm-hmm. because i love it um, and i just think we're, we're going to be realizing some quite interesting opportunities to really take a look at it and have it again make us even better in the decisions that we make and stronger and 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 really make a difference for the constituents great um so i do want to get back do you want to uh talk a bit about some of your other experiences uh you've been the cio for both the, the Motion Picture Academy and the Recording Academy, which um, I, 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 think it's, it's, I think it's always fun to uh, talk to, to people who have been uh, CIOs of, of um, you know, 
not non-governmental organizations, uh, and uh, you know certainly the the uh, Motion Picture Academy. It, it, I don't know. It's it's kind of like uh, the the fifth branch of government to to to, to some. Um, but you you were responsible, uh, as I read, for for setting up the the online voting system that that they use now. Um, can you tell me tell us a bit about um, just what the, that you know what that process uh, was like and what went into you know figuring out that solution? Yes, I'll be a little bit cagey only because, as you can imagine, I have a separation yeah. agreement um, that's that I, I want to respect. Yeah. But um, I mean, I I will be on. It was one of the things I'm most proud about. One of the most exciting and one of the most stressful things I've ever experienced. Um, there were there were a variety of reasons yeah. why the board voted to uh, to move to online voting. And the interesting thing there is, most of the time in tech, you know, you I mean, yeah, you project your dates and you do all that. And there's there's generally you can slide. Yeah. There's a telecast. Like there is no. You have this amount of time. You better get that thing done. Um, it, it, it was incredible. It was very challenging because it was it was a somewhat of a paradigm shift in how they were doing voting. It had been done by pa on paper for seventy years, yeah. so that's a big lift. Uh, it's a big lift for an organization that, at the time, um, some of the demographics skewed in a direction where I, I would have to help people learn how to use computers. Yeah. But again, what a phenomenal experience! Um, but yeah, it was bringing together, we do our job the best when we bring together the right minds mm -hmm. and, and the best ones for the job. And I had some of the best security experts, some of the best partners mm -hmm. in Pricewaterhouse, um, phenomenal individuals within the academy who were supportive of it because there were many who were not. And that's that's where the stress came in. Yeah. Um, I was told I would be the downfall of the academy <laughs> by someone, uh, someone very important. Uh, but, you know, I just thought, well, let me show you what we can do. And I had a phenomenal team of people. Yeah. So we, you know, made choices on the technology and various things that we did. And really, I will say the change management piece is always important. You know, making sure people were trained and ready for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was very exciting. Yeah. Very yeah. exciting. So that's one piece. Uh, and I, and as you said, you have a separation agreement with with, with the academy. But uh, what's something that people might not, you know, think about? Uh, you know. Whether it's the Oscars specifically, or anything, or you know what the Academy is doing the rest of the year, that uh, people may not think of uh, from an IT perspective. Oh, I will tell you, I will tell you, they have both the Oscars and the Grammys. There, there are so many things that they do of which no one knows. Yeah. They both, at least when I was there, you know, it's been it's been years since yeah. I was at the Oscars and longer with the Grammys, but they have such an interest in how they can you know, better the educational aspect of the arts yeah. uh, for, for young children, which is so important because as we know in public schools, that not, doesn't necessarily exist. They're, the preservation of music and, and uh, film history, so many things that are going on there. And they're, they're, very, they're very altruistic in a way that you, you really don't get opportunity to see because all you see is that show. Yeah. And people would ask me, I remember, well, what do you do the rest of the year? The show can't be, it's like, there are nonprofit arms of this. I mean, the Grammys has something called Music Cares, which yeah. helps musicians who are having drug and alcohol issues. You know, the Academy has multiple similar things to help artists. I mean, it's just, they do so much work. The museum, mm -hmm. I mean, when I was there, the museum was just a twinkle in someone's eye. Yeah. But the whole idea of really celebrating mm -hmm. how music and film, um, what they are to us mm -hmm. as human beings, 
They, there are many, many, many groups and activities that they do. And honestly, when the show is not happening, I was busier. Yeah. Because there were so many more things that they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that, that's 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 really fascinating. Um, and uh, you know, we also thank you. I think we have our, our probably maybe maybe the the first. Uh, maybe the first um, blind item in, in state scoop history with uh, whoever whoever told you, uh, you were, that online voting was going to be the downfall of the, of the academy. Um, well, it's 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 such a it's such a normal yeah. response to change, yeah. and that's that's why when you're sitting in this seat, you the balance. And I'll I'll be I'm I'm not an egomaniac, but I know I know what I do well. And I think early in my career, the reason I was able to move, because I moved up a certain ladder pretty quickly, was that I understood mm -hmm. that to be successful here, it's not just about the tech. It's about what's going on inside the human who has to interact with it. Yeah. So not just their process, but that, um, that emotional thing that happens. And so that was all change. That yeah. person did not want any change. And, that, and I was the focus. And there's change management involved, whether you're dealing with, you know, Older members of the academy, or academia, or city government, or count, or now county government. Our life in technology has changed. Mm -hmm. It's always changing. Even if you're just upgrading from you know one version to another, and and a, a, a field moves on a screen, that's change. And people with just that can really have a strong reaction. So, to me, change management, OCM that we bring to this role and to what we do, it's it's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I believe to truly be successful. Was that a big part of the conversation you had with uh, the county executive when you were uh, when you were moving into this, this this new role? I'd say it was a part of it. I really, for me, yes, because I am so much about the customer listening and developing partnership. Because in that partnership, you also get a better understanding of how do I move you through this change. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, it's vital. It's yeah. vital. So there was a lot for me in that regard that yeah. I that we talked about. Um, well, uh, I, uh, I think I've, uh, just about, uh, run through my, my questions. Um, this has been a great conversation. It's been really great getting to know you, uh, really, uh, uh, excited to, uh, follow the work that you do up in King County and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be covering, uh, we'll be covering a lot of it. I appreciate that. Do you mind if I just say one more thing that I love about the public sector? Absolutely. Um, when I was working with the wards, Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of CIOs, so not a lot of camaraderie. Yeah. In higher ed, especially when you're in higher ed the way that I was, CIOs would talk, but there were a lot of things they wouldn't share mm -hmm. because they were competing you know, for the same students, essentially, yeah. and, and trying to make their programs really strong. I love the public sector because CIOs, whether it's city, a, a local jurisdiction, a county, or a state, or wider, are so willing to show up for each other mm -hmm. and share I didn't have that experience for many years and to, to really Burbank, I did and here I do. And it's, it's a phenomenal thing. Like I wish I'd known about it earlier mm -hmm. because I just figured I was alone. I was a one, one person show trying to, to do this, but knowing, um, I mean, with my team, we were one person, but the public sector is phenomenal. People are so willing to help. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's less of this idea of, I can't ask a question like ask the question because 10 people had the experience and are more than happy to help you and i just i think that's a really wonderful thing about working uh working in government and public sector so megan clark cio for king county washington you can read more about her at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes 
You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. Those make it more likely that more people find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Carlin Fisher, James Mahoney help put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.